What up, what up, what up? Hey, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Hey, I just want to let you know, I know everybody can't always support and donate uh, to the podcast, but hey, if you can do a one-time donation, I put up a buy me a coffee uh, link in this description of the podcast. So if you go to the description of the podcast, it'll be at the bottom, and you can just uh, go to that link and you buy me a cup of coffee, or two if you want. And uh, that would just help support the show, and uh, I can... I can wake up a little bit more and bring you more info so thanks for listening to the podcast if you can donate that would be much appreciated and let's get on to the show what up what up what up welcome back to lockdown universe some of the bizarre peculiar and unheard of stories of ufo legend and paranormal lore welcome back welcome back happy to be back hopefully you guys are doing excellente and taking care of yourselves so today we're going to talk about the ultimate hacker the most interesting man in the world mr john mcafee and although he's no longer with us he passed away in 2021 of an apparent suicide however he did state that if he was ever found to be suicided that you should assume that he was murdered and we're going to talk about how he hacked the world and how the government basically came after him and why he went into hiding. So This dude has lived like multiple lifetimes in one lifetime. Now, if you don't know who John McAfee is, he's the creator of the McAfee security software that people have used since the 90s, maybe even the 80s, um, and has been one of the most prolific and secure softwares to protect your systems. And companies, governments, um, personnel have used his security software all around the world. Did he find anything alien? Did he find anything uh, with corrupt governments? Did he find anything with corrupt banking? Um, did he find anything related to UFO crashes? Well, let's get into it because it is really, really super interesting. So I found a good article that was actually written about 10 years ago um, on the Silicon Angle, written by John uh, Casaretto. And he talks a little bit, he talks a lot about uh, how McAfee came into existence and basically became the millionaire, quote unquote, that had gone mad, basically became super paranoid and with good reason, because you have to understand that McAfee put in a secret back door to every computer that was loaded with the software so that he could basically read everybody's secrets. He came out and told told people this. He also stated that after he was on the run and and you know wanted to find out why he um, was targeted by the government, that he gifted some of the best computers out there with his software to these different governments to see if he could gather information and get backdoor information, which he did. He donated these these mal mal equipped but super high-tech laptops to all these secretaries for all these different offices both in america and in belize and all these different countries that were basically out to get him so let's get into it so the article starts off by saying the truth is indeed stranger than fiction and this story is about as strange as it as it could be <laughs> it's really true uh, for all the computer virus infections that John McAfee's software has prevented over the years, 
there has been one situation the man himself is un was unable to escape unscathed. And this was written 10 years ago before he even died. So we know he didn't escape anything. He, he was captured and killed. Um, McAfee wanted to tell his story even back in 2013. So this is first-hand interviews with this guy, uh, Mr. John Casaretto. So McAfee wanted to tell a story. He shared bits of what was happening through different news stories here and there, and a lot of people believed that he had, he was a millionaire gone mad. However, this article states that's not necessarily the case. McAfee has stumbled onto a layered story of government corruption, of criminal gangs gone wild, of murder for hire, and the illegal selling of passports and a complex history of public opinions. And what's really interesting here is that he uncovered that the there was a minister of immigration who was the big he stated was the biggest tr human trafficker uh, on the planet. I'm assuming he was talking about Belize because we don't have I don't believe we have a minister of 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 that here. Um, he also stated that um, what was it was it the CIA or was it one of the the ministry down in uh, Belize. Um, it was like the IRS down in Belize. He stated that they were the biggest traffickers of drugs. So you have these government entities that, you know, they state that they're there for, you know, oh, just, you know, government purposes and to help keep the government running and to do these things. But basically they were not. And it was a lot of different governments that were, that were part of this corruption, not just, you know, the ones we're familiar with, but all these, you know, Central American governments that were also part of it. So McAfee's story has taken on uh, more form over time, he says, yet it never really changed. Uh, and reflecting on his collective information, what this writer found most compelling was uh, the amount of information from the story that was easily verified. There is a situation here that includes stories about police, stories about its government, real stories, and real people doing terrible things, all of which seemingly corroborate McAfee's continued tale. Things only begin with a series of events that led to a raid on his property. And then that raid on his property led to him basically living a life on the run for many years. So we're going to get into that. Um, and you, you guys remember that there was an explosion in uh, a Florida building that took out like a huge chunk of his, of his uh, condo there. And it was supposed to be a dead man switch. Basically, if he was killed, there was supposed to be this gluttonous amount of data that was going to be released and it would incriminate so many people so many different government officials, governments all around the world. And I don't believe that we ever got that information, even though that condo was blown up and he wasn't in it. Um, but it was interesting to know that that was the actual location that happened and that, uh, you know, it looked like they were out trying to target him. So moving forward here in this article, this story this is a story that few know or have given any attention to. The raid on his Belize property, which is where he moved to after he felt like he was being targeted by the U.S., he wanted to move to Belize, um, 
the reason there was a raid on that property was because of a murder of his neighbor named Greg Fall. And everything that led up to it, it was still a part of this entire story, but the story is even stranger and bigger and more nefarious than you would ever think. Welcome to McAfee's life after his last stand. So it's the story of how he hacked an entire country. So, according to this article and the, the author, um, there was a lot of crime, just rampant violence everywhere in Belize. Tons of criminal activities that were verified. There was a massive drug route that went through the country. They had massive issues with corruption, poverty, and a lack of education. Uh, these drug cartels that worked down there worked in coordination with government officials and they would also work with a network of intimidations, payouts, and murder. The gang suppression unit down there, which was behind the raid of McAfee's compound, which is interesting, why would there be a gang suppression unit going after McAfee, was the very same crew whose officials were very openly tied to and associated with the members of the cartel. So the cartel did not want McAfee down there giving out their secrets and having access to their secrets. They knew he was there. And they wanted him out. This is not about small crime. This is about big crime. McAfee applied first world principles to a third world country. And things basically got away from him. McAfee states that his actions and beliefs from time to time. Oh, from the time after the raid. Were in response to what other corroborate. Uh, as a period of very open intimidation. Everywhere he went, the GSU were present. Remember, the GSU is the gang suppression unit. Every message that was designed to let McAfee know he was being watched, they would go everywhere. What, he, what they did not know yet was that McAfee had deployed a replicating key logging software onto the government and police computers that he had donated. Remember we talked about that at the beginning of the podcast. He was attempting to find hard, find hard evidence that the government had illegally instigated the raid. What he found was far, far more. <laughs> After some time, McAfee and his crew had a full awareness of what the government was doing, who it was calling, and with full-on camera, full-on microphone access to everything. When the police would organize for McAfee to get picked up, quote-unquote, it was always at night, McAfee was onto it, and he'd disappear before they could arrive anywhere near town. The cat and mouse game basically went on for some time until the discovery of McAfee's surveillance on them and later the murder of Gregory Fall, which the public well knows and McAfee has been wanted for questioning in that case. This Gregory Fall was his neighbor, and I believe we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, from McAfee's perspective, this now meant that he, he could now be picked up in the day and his last-second getaways, enabled by his own surveillance, would no longer last. The rest was history. McAfee escapes to Guatemala and is deported off to the U.S., eventually arriving in Portland, where you would think most people would settle down. <laughs> but that's not the case. The next portion of the article states, McAfee is dead. Keep Portland weird. So Portland's slogan is, keep Portland weird. What happens next is pretty faithful to that. For the first time in, his, in the history of Belize, its national soccer team, a group of part-time athletes ranked at, at best 128th in the world, 
gains entry into the 2013 Gold Cup to take on the U.S. national team, and they're traveling to Portland, Oregon. It was a slaughter, a 6-1 U.S. victory in a game in which the U.S. admittedly did not play the best. It's an unlikely but interesting coincidence at the same time. So, John gave a message at the C2SV, uh, and we're fast-forwarding to September 2013 now. McAfee travels down against the advice of his security team to San Jose, where they have the C2SV technology conference. Site security insists he use a certain entrance. He refuses and enters through the main entrance. After he is done with his fireside chat, he is talking to he's seen talking to some people in the audience, and his security spots a man who is watching him and watching McAfee. Suddenly, a, a Belizean woman reaches out to McAfee and offers to cook him a Belizean meal at her home. McAfee has no idea who she is or why she made this offer, but she insists. She then hands McAfee a large manila envelope. Then she and the mysterious man, who also looks like he may be from Belize, leave. So this is interesting, right? It's like a, a message given in plain sight. Inside the envelope is a picture of a door, just your everyday average door, a message that was meant to intimidate McAfee somehow. McAfee sent the photo of the man to his friends in Belize, who identified the man as a cousin to one of his ex-employees. Now we fast forward to November 13. McAfee is dead. Is he? Or is he not? News emerged that McAfee was hit with an eviction and protective order. It is here back at home that McAfee and his wife Janice report that an attempt was made on their lives. There were reports that late one evening two police motorcycles came down the street, followed by a black SUV-type vehicle, which was followed by a garbage truck. But it's not garbage day. McAfee and his wife make a run for the parking garage and hide for hours while voices and footsteps all around indicate they are looking for him, thinking that McAfee is armed. McAfee and his wife think about running, but there's only one way out, and it's well covered. As dawn breaks, the garbage truck collects the contents of the garbage bin where they think he's hiding in the parking structure, and then it crushes it, and then they leave. McAfee collects his stuff, runs into the property manager, <laughs> strangely enough, who strangely came in much earlier than usual. As McAfee describes it, it was like he saw a ghost. We asked him to show us the surveillance tapes, he said, and they have strangely disappeared. Shortly thereafter, the protective order, which would ostensibly have made him come back and answer questions in Portland, uh, became apparent. They have been on the run ever since, and he has been tracked throughout the country. He was meant to disappear a day and a half before the now-scrubbed Irish media source said McAfee had died. Later that same day, McAfee <sighs> security guards were arrested. So he was without security for that one single day. McAfee was pronounced dead at the Palms Casino Resort in Las Vegas, where he was discovered by security personnel in a semi-conscious state following what authorities believe was a cocaine and alcohol-fueled binge. He slipped into unconsciousness shortly after, 
and could not be revived. Is it a coincidence? McAfee doesn't think so. One asked a question why a news source would have, would have had a story ready to go, that detailed, and published at this point in time. McAfee figures it must have been a distraction. Uh, had the attempt to make him disappear the next day been successful? Really interesting, right? It's it's like the CIA plots, you know. They have all the screen stories ready to drop, and all these distractions. And you got to know that you know these major news outlets are under the control of the government. They have Project Mockingbird, where they can have everybody dish out the same story party line. It's basically like China in America, you know. It's really a shame. So who would want McAfee dead? The line forms to the left and the list is long. It starts with his former girlfriend, Amy M. Schuller, uh, who is the very, at the very least, tried to kill him at one point, leaving him rather deaf in one ear after a bullet missed his head. Damn, this dude has made plenty of enemies. They got a nice photo in this, um, in this article of him holding what appears to be I don't know, like a cut-off shotgun and a pistol in another hand um, in a, at a farm. And then in another photo, he's laying in bed with, like, what appears to be uh, a very nice rifle. Uh, so, who else would want him dead? Add to that same list of various quacks out there, a cartel or two, a list of Belizean officials, and you start to get a good idea of what McAfee's story entails. For now, McAfee has set up camp out in the in the deep, uh, thick woods of the Blue Ridge Mountains of the eastern United States, linked to the world with redundant satellite internet communica- uh, connections and communications reminiscent of the early days at McAfee Associates, where he set up a mobile virus response unit. He's actually tracking and researching the elements of his story out here, and still working on the launch of his new company, Future Tense. Now, keep in mind, this article is written in present tense, and this happened back in 2013. He's now since been pronounced dead in 2021 in Spain, in a Spanish prison, when he was going to be extradited to the United States. So just keep that in mind as we're reading the story here. Um, <clears throat> they state, this, this writer was visiting him on his compound. Uh, here, McAfee is putting together the puzzle of who wants him dead, who's tailing him, and who are the people behind it all. As crazy as it sounds, it's real life. It's my life. But we're living in a crazy age, don't you think? People are crazy to accept this surveillance we live under. Something that Edward Snowden told us about and left the country in order to give us this information. Now hides in Russia, right? Underneath their, their uh, protection. McAfee goes on to state the freedoms we are giving up and how much money is being wasted is crazy. I'm just a wealthy man or maybe a former wealthy man that was in the most beautiful place in the world, but it was the most corrupt, dirty form of government and law enforcement you could ever imagine. So I'm believing he's talking about Belize at that point. It's really interesting that he moved back to the United States after going to Belize. Because the United States has one of the most secure and and detailed, you know, satellite surveillance systems that can capture a photo of your car's license plate from freaking space, okay? So, surprised he moved back here and he knows how, how high the detail is, but 
Maybe he felt secure because he was the one providing the security to their systems. So he started putting all these pieces of the puzzle together. A lot of people believed he was just a kook and that he was like super paranoid and, and unnecessarily so. But there were enough attempts on his life that he felt it was warranted. So this writer did a tremendous amount of research, went through mountains of documents, along with McAfee, including internal memos from the Belizean government and secretly recorded discussions with government officials and troves of evidence in the quest for truth. Over a series of calls with private investigators, associates, and even officials inside the Belizean government that are loyal to McAfee, they fed him a lot of information and testimony of plots of murders happening right now, of officials causing trouble for anyone that even briefly dealt with McAfee. So they were on a quest to murder, silence, and harass anybody that had anything to do with McAfee. Good thing he got out of there. A call with a private investigator reports that a contract was put out on McAfee's life <clears throat> while he was in Portland that was worth $2 million, man. Do you imagine every hitman out there would be like, oh yeah, I'm not... I'll, I'll try to soak that up. Now somebody fa uh, facilitated this contract with, uh, which according to the research that was carried out by the potential members of the Sinaloa cartel, McAfee's Belizean insiders confirmed many details complete with names and places and dates. The same investigator also reveals that a second contract was put out on his life worth $650,000. The question is, if these things are true, and as McAfee reports he has been on the run, accosted by strangers in the most unusual places, in coincidence after coincidence across the country, then who may have facilitated these contracts? It would have to be somebody with extreme wealth, political connections, and able to pay off people to keep their mouth shut every step of the way. In the meantime, McAfee trains to keep alive until the threat is neutralized so they got a, a video of him here you know getting ready to uh, you know take shots and you know basically utilize his weapons here we got a video here and see if we can listen to firing off rounds he's out here in the country and he's basically trying. he's using pistols here just wanted to see if he's using this Mostly just pistols. Oh, now he's got. Let's see if it's a rifle. Looks like a shotgun. A shotgun. Yeah. So some of the pictures that they had of him on his on his farm, just doing some training. So the next portion of the article is passports for sale. So this is interesting. Uh, the trail turns to a pair of American businessmen one of which was implicated in a forceful kidnapping in California. This is pretty wild. We might have to do a part two to this. Uh, let's see how long this one is here. Because it's going to lead into the corruption of Belize. So let's leave it there for now. I'll put a part two up uh, same tonight as well. So you'll be able to listen to both of these back to back. Um, but this is like super fascinating because there's just a lot to McAfee that what, and what led to him ultimately uh, being suicided, well, murdered, quote unquote, right? Epstein, we, we should probably call it these days, in a Spanish uh, prison while he was waiting extradition to the United States. 
So I will pause it there and we'll pick it back up. We'll find out if he was able to snag up any any good details, uh, you know, alien or otherwise, uh, while he was basically hacking the entire planet, while he was monitoring everything. So we're going to leave it there. I hope you guys have a great night, but just tune into the next podcast. We're going to keep going on into it. It's great information, great article, well-researched, well-detailed, and we'll continue on. John McAfee's amazing, mysterious, wild, tremendously amazing life. Thanks for joining. Take care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, and let's go on to the next podcast. Uh, Love you guys. Please like, follow, share, subscribe. And continue to question the universe around you. Lockdown Universe out.